going to let this room fill up before we start, but uh, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in to the show. Uh, we're going to get this thing going one way or another. Let's roll. Let's go. Uh, don't forget to uh, <clears throat> hit that like button, share this content. Guys, you know how this thing goes from here. Um, I really appreciate everybody uh, for being into the mix. Uh, you guys know how this thing rolls. Is what it is at this point. We're really going to have to figure out what this team going to do during the following weeks. You know, um, I, I do know that a lot of people, and I'm meaning to tell you guys, a lot of people are feeling the way we feel right now collectively. But we're gonna let this room fill up first, though. You know, so appreciate you guys. Don't forget to hit that like button, share this content. Yeah. So, um, first and foremost, Dak Prescott is having one world of a year this year. Starting off is not where we want it to be. It's not what we expect out of our uh, fourth uh, round draft pick, right? And it's going into his third year. Uh, we, we need to see some improvements. Uh, one can argue the fact that it could be all heavily on uh, Jason Garrett not calling the right plays. It could be Scott Lennon uh, to me personally, I don't think that Jerry Jones would drop the axe on both of them or, or on all three of them. So it's going to be somebody's going to be the, the scapegoat. Somebody's going to be the fall guy. And that's just the bottom line. That's just how it goes. Somebody's going to be the fall guy, whether it's Scott Lennon or Jason Garrett or Dak Prescott. It's going to be one of those three. And it's going to go by one by one, not all three in a row. And not two in a row and things like that. Jerry Jones don't operate and move like that. Jerry Jones, hey, he's, he's long in the tooth. The best thing that he said in his life that, hey, I made the Hall of Fame. I made the top of the mountain. And I got a gold jacket. And now I'm talked upon as being a great football mind so he's not going to fall back it's hard to tell people what to do when they're making millions of dollars can you only imagine if somebody make billions of dollars how are you going to change their minds it's, it's hard guys it, it is a hard thing to do um, it's just one of those things where we're going to have to say to ourselves we're going to have to just take this thing as it goes. And, and it's just one of those things that I wish that I could change it, but we can't. All right, so what can we improve on with Dak Prescott? Uh, Ezekiel Elliott said he's not going to be calling out for more carries. He thinks that naturally the carries are going to come. That's what I heard. That's what he said on one of the interviews today. So <clears throat> from what I'm seeing here, although um, Ezekiel Elliott had his mishaps uh, last game, and although uh, we had our mishaps collectively as this team not attacking the ball down the field or or um, running proper routes to get the uh, to get open or uh, whether it's uh, just the small things that we're doing. And then on top of that, you add into the fact that I said all offseason that we need help with the defensive tackle. Right. We need help with depth as it relates to safety play or secondary play. And, and it showed up. It showed up, and and now we're facing a team, Stafford, who got a rocket of, of an arm, 
who uh, who can escape and get out of the pocket too as well. He can do that, and and as well as as, as a team that's not afraid to just continue to pound and pound and pound and pound. But this is the thing. I, I said this before, and I'm going to say it again. They they have issues stopping the run. So if we can if we can find a way to pound the ball and keep running and get Ezekiel at 20-plus carries, uh, there's a stat out there. There is a stat that when Ezekiel Elliott gets 100 yards, of course he was 10 and 2, but now he's 10 and 3. So the magical number is to get Ezekiel Elliott to that 100 yards. And then, of course, we can improve that record, right? We can improve it to like 11 and, 11 and 2, right? 11 and 3, I meant to say. So, and then also there's a record for Dak Prescott. He's like, um, I think it's like 9 and, nine and 2 when Dak Prescott run the ball himself for seven times or more. So uh, if, I'm, if I'm Jason Garrett and I want to keep my job, if I'm Scott, if I want to keep my job, I would say, hey, we gonna we know, we know for sure that we believe that Dak Prescott can pass the ball. That's good, but that that theory, that 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 me trying to force this thing for him to be a, a pocket passer, we're gonna scrap that. And we're gonna run the ball down the opposition's throat, whether it be through Dak Prescott and whether it be through Ezekiel Elliott. That's the that's the thing, but uh, I, I got Scott, I got this Colin Cowherd down here because he's going to uh, talk about the um, Brock Osweiler uh, as it relates to Dak Prescott, and he's going to give his views of things. And I always love to listen to uh, other people's points of views. I I really appreciate all you guys tuning in to the show. Um, I, hey, it is what it is, guys. Uh, we we will see how this thing can all shake out and roll out. Let's go. This is the most horrifying thing. It is horrifying. <laughs> that a Dallas Cowboy fan will see this year. It was on CBS Sports. It was a right. graphic, and I'm going to unveil it right now. Dak Prescott, over his last 13 games, is the exact same quarterback as Brock Osweiler. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's going to be hard to keep food down. That's not great. Not great okay, at all. like now everybody this morning, first of all, Dak had a great first year. Remember his first year, 13 and three uh, quarterback passer rating was 105, 68% completion percentage, 23 TDs, four picks, had a great first year. True so that. did Deshaun Watson. A lot of guys had great first years. Mark Sanchez, we kind of butt into that. True that. Everybody now is on Jason Garrett. We got to get rid of Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett's no good. He's limited. Okay, take a deep breath on this. I want you to just think about this before you bang on your local NFL coach. There are seven or eight coaches in this league who are thought of to be really special offensive coaches. True Sean that. Payton, uh, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Andy Reid, uh, Matt Nagy, um, uh, Doug Peterson, uh, Frank Reich, who comes over from Philadelphia to Indianapolis with the Colts. True that. Okay, have you noticed something with all these, like, offensive geniuses? Okay, these are some okay. Say it, so right now, Colin. the talk of the league is Patrick Mahomes. He has an offensive genius, Andy Reid. Andy Reid. He appears to be that. the best. Let's see. Why he would is. that be? Maybe because he is the best. Now Matt Nagy is supposed to be super clever, but Chicago's offense isn't great. That's because Trubisky's not great. True With Drew Brees, what about Drew Brees and Sean Payton? All right, let's dig deeper. In the last two years, Drew Brees has averaged. Less than one pass a game, one pass over a game. 25 yards in the air. Why? Because his arm 
is no longer elite. He's smart. He's good pre-snap. He's efficient. But even Sean Payton is taking the best of Drew, intelligence mm -hmm. and accuracy, and he knows he has limitations. By the way, have you noticed Andrew Luck is dink and dunk? Is that because Frank... Oh, let's pause. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Pump the brakes. Andrew Luck, dink and dunk. I saw a stat out there that Andrew Luck is in the bottom half of the league, although we know they come from injuries and things like that. But Andrew Luck is a first-round draft pick. He don't supposed to be doing that type of stuff. Now, I'm going to give him the... The, the the longitude and the latitude so that he can make these type of mistakes and we're not going to sully or denigrate Andrew Luck. And then on top of that too as well, as we look at everything, as we look at everything this past weekend, didn't the Eagles struggle against the Colts? So it may be something on to that. Although I do know that we we like to say that they are the Super Bowl champions and we like to, every team like to give them their best, right? So... There's something about this Philadelphia Eagles that's not all hitting on all cylinders, too. So we will see. And remember, I said this morning during the coffee report that it's not even cold outside yet. Now, it's raining in Texas right now, and the weather's getting a little chill right now. But collectively, it's not cold outside yet. That's why you see the Miami Dolphins 3-0 right now. You guys remember in 2016, the Minnesota Vikings 6-0, and and they still did not make, the, make it to the playoff. And one thing we know about Handy Reid, before he even talk about Pat Mahomes, because I know he's going to talk about Pat, is that Andy Reid always, always play good. He always coaches his team up good uh, during the uh, regular season. I'm talking about he's like the regular season hero. And uh, <laughs> when he get down to the playoff time, another team goes around. And, and trust me, I love Pat Mahomes. He can put... He can throw a ball through a keyhole. He's, he's that accurate. He's got strong arm. He can make every throw out there, and then he can get skinny and get loose out there uh, when the opposition cave in on him, and he got a, like a sixth sense out there too as well. So it's one of those things where, it's, man, we, we, we all at all when we look at the Kansas City Chiefs. But it's different. Um, I was listening to my guy, uh, Mark Holmes. He was saying, really, on one of his shows, he was saying, who? And you guys let me know. Educate me. Help me out. Because I don't know everything. You guys know most of the things. Who did the Dallas Cowboys develop as a quarterback? Name me the last guy that they developed as a quarterback. Outside of Tony Romo. That was the only quarterback they ever developed. Uh, you can say Troy Aikman, but Troy Aikman was a first-round draft pick. Uh, I just don't really know, about it, know anyone. You had to go all the way to the 80s and and beyond before that time frame so there's there's a there's a hit and miss with this coaching staff as it relates to developing a quarterback and changing the pace i think that the cowboys probably need to go move around to a more rpo uh use dak prescott legs because he's not going nowhere now utilize dak prescott more with his legs he's not gonna outthrow you in a game Neither did Troy. <laughs> Troy Aikman used Emmitt Smith. And then he had his secure blanket. The best friend to any quarterback, the best friend to any quarterback will always be the tight end. Jay Novacek, although a lot of people like to gloss, <laughs> like gloss over Jay Novacek's career, and, and also with Troy Aikman and, 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 Jay, and Jason Garrett. 
You got to have you a centerpiece in that offense, a big, tall, six foot four, six foot five, and beyond target that you can hit that's a sure catcher. One thing that we love about Jason Witten, regardless of how we can look at how fast he run his routes or how he was able to get open or what have you, when the ball touched them gloves, nine times out of ten, he's bringing it home. <laughs> he's bringing that ball in. He's catching that ball. And then the same thing with Jay Novacek. He's catching that ball. And can I jump to another team? You guys remember Brett Jones for the San Francisco 49ers? I used to call him the 49ers. You remember him, right? A secure catcher of the ball. And we can go back and forth about how Dallas Clark was able to help out Peyton Manning. And then we're looking at a team – uh, the Patriots, Gronk. And trust me, the Patriots are going to twist, switch this thing all the way around once uh, Judelin Edelman comes back. They, they may be one or two now, but they're going to they're gonna step it up. But let's listen in to some more of Frank Reich Collins wants to be dink and dunk. He wasn't with Carson Not Wentz. No, Carson be? Wentz can throw the deep ball. Cowherd, Andrew yeah. Luck can no longer throw the deep ball. So Frank Reich is limited to using the gifts his quarterback gives you. Sean McVay, what about Sean McVay? This is why I say Jared Goff is better than you think. He can throw Thanks. as good a deep ball as the league has right now, 6'4", 225, good pre-snap, mobile enough to move around, deadly accurate, was it Cal, is in the NFL. You're all clobbering Jason Garrett. When you look at all these offensive gurus, have you noticed... They're as successful as the quality of their quarterback. True that. Is Doug Peterson that much smarter than Matt Nagy? Andy Reid had both of them. No, the difference is Doug Peterson has Carson Wentz. <laughs> Matt Nagy has Mitch Trubisky. Okay, who sounds like my... Uh, but we're going to have to talk about Nick Foles because sometimes a system... Uh, I don't know why I keep thinking of Chris Collinsworth. But uh, Colin Cowherd, you, although you you say that with this, but sometimes it can be the system too, because Nick Foles, we we understand who Nick Foles is, but he was able to get into Doug Peterson's system, and he was able to still perform. So uh, we got to be mindful of systems too, as well, you know. So my accountant, he came out of college. I didn't like Mitch Trubisky. Uh, he didn't start his junior year. I didn't like Mitch Trubisky out of college. I was like, eh, ceiling. That Prescott's limited. 32 teams passed on him. 32 yeah. teams passed on him. I like that. I like that. I'm pro Dak. But he's got a low ceiling. It's a little lower than I thought. Jason Witten leaves. Des Bryant leaves. Uh -oh. And his limitations are being magnified. Yeah. But we're all in the coach. Even the greatest offensive coaches in this league what do you bet that kyle shanahan's offense doesn't look the same the next 13 weeks with cj bethard as it did in the last nine times he's had jimmy garoppolo right you, you, again home. the greatest chef can't use four-day-old bagels it, what's the quality the chef has what is the andy reed's blowing the league up because patrick mahomes the most talented of all these guys even the gurus have limitations if you have a limited quarterback. I'm not calling Jason Garrett a great guru, but he was 13 and three a couple of years ago. Jason Garrett knows what he's doing. Mm. I mean, he knows what he's doing. J Jerry Jones would run him out of town. Jerry Jones has run a lot of guys out of town. Dak's limited. His ceiling's lower than guys like me who liked him thought. It's lower than I thought. Enjoy the news. No. All right, so that was the herd. Uh, that was his thoughts and opinions of um, Dak Prescott being compared to Brock 
and uh, we already know uh, what Brock Sillin is and this sort of thing. But do he have facts? Do he have uh, anything to f- uh, far as facts? Guys, let me know. And um, we will see, though. But I, I, I like to say this right here. As much as people, this is me. This is me. This is not no one else pumping this into my head or anything like that. Jason Garrett, he's cool. But he's just not the guy that I'm I'm just saying that I would run through the brick wall for. You know, uh, you say charge, run through the brick wall. I'm trying to make a calculated decision of like, dog, you know, I'm not going to run through that wall. You crazy. So, and, and then uh, when you're playing football, we, we talk about systems. And there's a certain system that uh, that you hear echoing, especially when a coach been in the league for over – uh, 10 years, you say that this is um, a Mike Zimmer system, or this is a Bill Belichick system, or this is a Andy Reid's system. And uh, um, you, you would start talking about systems that's passed down from generations to generations, pretty much like a, a, a father telling someone, this is how you build a, 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 a garage or a warehouse, or this is how I put in a, a stock engine or, or things like that. So what is actually Jason Garrett's system? Is it, is it a borrowed system from Jimmy Johnson? And, and I'm going to say off the rip, no. Is it a mixed system of what we saw with the uh, first week? Uh, what's that coach name? Noah Turner. Is it one of those systems? Or is it just a basic system of Jason Garrett? Now, if we look back at when Jason Garrett was successful, and normally coaches borrow systems from other uh, teams. And, and when you talk about that, let's look at it from the aspect. Let's say, for instance, if he's actually using um, Jimmy Johnson's system, what made Jimmy Johnson great? He didn't, he didn't run those routes, and he didn't um coach those guys to run uh, uh out of the uh, shotgun right what made jimmy johnson work was he defensive minded right what makes billy i say billy belichick well bill belichick what makes him work is he a defensive minded guy too so these are defensive minded guys and what i'm saying is in order for this team to operate in a perfect or well-groomed system they're going to have to, if they're going to go to the 90s, then they're going to have to figure out a way to say to themselves, if we go line up in shotgun and we're going to pass and we're going to run out of shotgun, there have to be a, a bona fide reason of why we can manipulate of me running out of shotgun and also passing out of shotgun. You got to figure out a way. You can't go into shotgun, and then all of a sudden now you're in an eye formation. It, it, it tells and tells and tells and say to everybody out there, run. You, you got to figure out a way. Now, I'm not saying that the system of Jason Garrett will never work, but if you look at the root of the system, there was three guys out there for the Dallas Cowboys in the 90s, and it was three guys in 2016, and it was three guys in 2014 that worked. That means, of course, we have a decent offensive line on all those years, had decent, strong, good, durable offensive line. 
but you had a running back, you had an X receiver, a guy that can take a possessive receiver, not necessarily a guy that can take the top off the defense. And you also had a controller that was in the middle of the field, meaning a tight end, a sure hands catcher, right? And when I when I talk this language to to everybody that's in this chat box and everybody that's watching while I'm on live on Phantom, live on Big Game James Page, the Dallas Prospect, every legend was once a prospect. You can insert each era, a good running back, a possessive wide receiver, and a tight end that can catch the ball. You can say, okay, that echoes Jimmy Johnson's. That echoes, uh, of course, all of the years Jimmy Johnson was there. Of course, you can say Barry, what have you. But that also echoes 2014 and 2016. So now if we move forward to this present day, who is our big physical possessive receiver? I'm waiting. Let me know. Put it in the chat box. Now, can Michael Gallup be that guy? Probably down the line, but not year one. You just can't do that year one with Michael Gallup thinking that he's going to be a guy that's going to just be that dominant out there his first year. Now, is Alan Hearns that guy? Remember when I said when I was doing his film breakdown film session, he is a taller, bigger physical slot receiver. That's what he played it when he was in Jacksonville. I said maybe you can put him out there as X, but to me personally, he's a better inside the slot, inside the numbers guy. Got the short area quickness. Yes, he can do that. But far as big, physical, possessive type of guy, he's not that. Now, who else we have as a wide receiver? Uh, Terrence Williams. Who is Terrence Williams? A, a, a good route runner, and he's not a physical big guy that team's going to look for. So that explains everything. Now, who's our tight end? We got three guys out there who don't, if you add them all together, they don't even equal up to a Jason Witten, right? They don't even equal up to a, let me see who else I can use as, as this. I say Anthony Persano. I think that's how you say his name. <laughs> who we had a little bit while ago. Uh, I don't think that um, none of the guys that we have collectively, the three that we have, can run routes better than, a, 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 <laughs> I hate to say this name, Escobar. Uh, this Escobar hands are better than all of the three guys that we have right now. So the closest thing we can say to all of the three guys is maybe if you groom him right, if you train him up right, and if he can learn to run run his routes and block, maybe you can look at Rico Suave. You know, maybe you can use him as that tight end. But it's going to take time to develop him. He's not going to be that guy this year. It's <laughs> just impossible. So what this team going to have to do is rip out that old system. And I know it took a long time to get there, but they're going to have to rip out that system and go to what Dak Prescott does best. That's running the RPO, read zones. And I do know that collectively we don't like that type of or that style of offense. It's xenophobia, the fear of the unknown. We just don't know how this thing going to rock, shake and roll together. It's just what it is. We just don't understand that. The RPO, using Dak Prescott kind of like Carolina, how they utilize him with the RPO, the read actions and the um, run pass option and, and sinking in and playing, but just, just manipulating the, 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 the linebackers. Because when you're using the RPO, 
It's just you and the linebacker that you must beat. And yes, you want that safety to climb in a little bit closer because that's when you can utilize Tavon Austin. Those are guys that can take the top off the defense. You know, so if we look at really what Troy Aikman was, was successful with him, was a possessive guy. Yes, you had your Alvin Harpers of the world who, who could run the short intermediate routes and this sort of thing, and who had nice foot speed, who kind of remind us of a Terrence Williams. But he wasn't the focal point of the offense. The focal point was number 88. And then we moving forward to 2014, you had Tony Romo, who understood what the defense was trying to give him, and that's why he held the ball to one second. Had everybody at the edge of their seat like, oh, oh, come on. But that year, we ran the ball more. It was well-balanced, and Tony Romo was able to eat. Dez Bryant was able to eat. So it's utilizing that part of the system worked best for the Cowboys. Now, moving to, towards this 2000, what, 2016, they scrapped everything that they kind of sort of knew they still had some parts of the system that worked. They had a nice fresh leg running back called Ezekiel Elliott. They had Dez Bryant who was utilized in certain factors, but the main focal point was RPO running the ball. Dak Prescott played reckless. He didn't play so conservative. He wasn't worried about doing commercial shoots. He wasn't worried about um, what are you going to say to the media and this sort of thing. And it was just high hopes, clear mind. He knew for sure that he had, I guess, wisdom on his side. Uh, a coach as a quarterback, because we know what, what the uh, Mark Sanchez and the Tony Romo was probably were whispering in the ear saying, look, kid, this is a cover one. The guy got a, got a single high safety. Last time they cheated to this side of the field. What, what you might want to do is give him the same look, but pass it to number you know, 83 at this moment, you know, or just do a fake end around, run the lucky whitehead sweep, you know. So those are things that what the uh, Mark Sanchez, who been through playoff, just because he never won anything far as beyond the, uh, the, the playoffs or what have you, and the same thing with Tony Romo, but they were still able to implement, hey, Dak, you need to do this, you need to do that in this particular moment. You might want to climb the pocket a little bit sooner. And, that's what, that's what the player coach can do. And that's probably what, and I'm not saying that they did this, but I guarantee you that they did. Because the name of the game, you want to win. So you want to tip off the, uh, you know, you want to tip them off and say, okay, this is what you need to do in this moment. And Dak Prescott probably listened. Now, come on. I know I'm going to get one or two people that's going to say, wait a minute, Law. How are you not knowing that Kellen Moore is not telling that to Dak Prescott now? Kellen Moore, he's cool and all. I got all of the boys, he state records and everything. But the difference between Kellen Moore telling um, Dak Prescott that opposed to a Tony Romo or Mark Sanchez is, I already say, I always say this validation is only good for parking. But Tony Romo and Mark Sanchez have winning experience. They they won a game in the National Football League before, so that's why Dak Prescott need an extra ear, somebody that can get into his ear and say, hey, on this play, although it looks like this, they, they didn't run defense, but they actually in pass, they're disguising. Watch that safety. I, I saw three plays ago, he tipped off by leaning towards, just do a hard count. 
And so there's so many things you can manipulate with uh, with this type of uh, offensive mind. When you're talking about offensive uh, mind, somebody who have the experience out there. So in closing, and, 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 I'm, and I really appreciate everybody for tuning in. I thank you all for uh, being part of the show, being part of the network. Don't forget to hit that like button, share this content. Let them know that you got a, a brother from another mother, no other, don't look like Danny Glover. Be always talking about the Cowboys. Got a podcast that's LAW Nation. Join that podcast. And if you want to see me live in the flesh, come out to the Lava Cantina. It's going to be in Plano. All you got to do if you got the GPSs of the world is type in Lava Cantina in Plano. And it'll give you the direction. It's on Saturday at 2 o'clock. Me, Big Game James, possibly my guy, my brother from another mother, Vach. He may show up too as well. So we're going to try to rock this thing, get this thing going. Uh, we're supposed to have uh, Bryce Butler, Jeff Heath, and the Woozier. <laughs> they all going to be there. Did I mention the original 88? He's going to be live in the flesh too. So I would love to see y'all beautiful faces out there so we can talk it up and, and you know, talk some Cowboys football. I, uh, oh, before I go, I got to talk about the, <laughs> got to talk about the Lions. Look, we've seen this before. Our back's against the wall now. And it's already been told that we lost this game before we even came, before we even go into the stadium. And we've seen this team several times before, right? I'm telling you right now, the challenge should be accepted. I just need somebody from the Detroit Lions to say, hey, all we got to do is stop Dak Prescott and uh, make Dak – well, all we got to do is stop Ezekiel Elliott and let Dak Prescott win us the game, you know, lose, win the game, and, and we want to win the game, what have you. So somebody from the Detroit, come on, tweet. <laughs> but I, I really think that the key to this game – would be running the rock, of course, and then on top of that, it's more RPOs, and and it, it may seem like a little college style uh, of of playing football, but that's just the way we have to go. We we have to run the ball more. I I, I understand that even with 16 carries last game, Ezekiel Elliott is like top tied was it tied up with uh, somebody else and with rushing yards and this sort of thing. Zeke Elliott is just a man child out there, so he's he's going to do his dirt. Well, quick shout out to everybody before I go to as well. So let me look over here. The first person that's in the chat box is Young. Thank you for tuning in, as well as Hello Newman. Thank you for tuning in as well. It's always a pleasure. Let me move over to the Facebook page. Uh, we have here uh, Eric and Jamal Anderson. Thank y'all for tuning in to the nation. Always a pleasure. Always a plus. Don't forget, guys. Hit that like button, subscribe to this channel, and we're going to get this thing going. Yeah, let's roll on out, baby. Yeah, here's what it is, man. We're going to get this win. Let's get this W. Positive mind. Yes. Yeah, and if you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for it, to work day and night for it, give up your time and your peace for it. Let's roll. Remember, you're listening to nothing but the best.